are back at Benzinga here in Miami, Florida for another episode of Mita Unshackled. And one of the coolest things about it is always grabbing people that I didn't know and I get to know them firsthand while I'm on the podcast. You know, I think there's a lot of podcasts. All right, Dimitri Downing with? George Tancho, Pure 5 Extraction. Pure 5, the extraction company, the fastest, the best, the cleanest, all around just number one extraction company in the universe. And I can say that because I was watching the Web Hubble thing and I was watching the video and images that they came up with and there wasn't one fucking extraction machine in all those images. So I'm pretty sure you're the best in the universe. Just kidding. I don't, people are like, what? Web Hubble, huh? It's a, it's a, don't worry. Okay, so Dimitri Downing. So we get to you get to network with us live and we came across a really cool individual that's been in the cannabis industry since 2015, Joanne Balbuena. That is me. Is that, is that, let's start with the name. Okay. Balbuena, what, where is that from? Well, I'm from the Dominican Republic. I was born there. I came to America when I was 13 and I've been rocking ever since. I What's love, I love, oh, when you saw oh, you, you got me, you had me at hello because and I'm sorry. We'll get, uh, hola. We're, uh, hola. <laughs> we're going to talk about all your expertise in cannabis. That's coming, but a couple things. What's up? I love the Dominican Republic. I love Puerto Rico. I love Haiti. I love the island group. The Caribbean is a beautiful place. But I also love understanding the difference as to why each country evolved politically so differently. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting, the history of the Dominican Republic. So you had me at the Dominican Republic. Uh -huh. I spent a lot of time in Puerto Rico. So, but then you said coming to America. And that's like one of my favorite Movies? phrases. No, phrases ever. Oh. Because, because, because of the jazz singer. You know, on the boats and on the planes, they're coming to America. Mm -hmm. It's, I don't know, Neil Diamond. Any, okay. Anyway, so we are back at Benzinga. Demetrius got to come back, come <laughs> back in, come back in. And we're with Joanne. So how did you get involved in the cannabis industry? So I got involved first as a patient. Um, I was living in California. I had just gotten out of the Navy. While I was in the Navy, I actually suffered an accident. Mm. I had a, a traumatic brain injury I'm sorry. Um, while I served. Uh, well, I'm not that sorry. I'm sorry that the accident happened, but yeah. that's what led me to come across cannabis. It helped me uh, cope with some of the things that I was dealing with PTSD. Um, the TBI actually messed up my sleeping habits and my pattern through the night. A friend introduced me to cannabis. One thing led to the next. I found healing in this plant. Then I understood, like, how, why is this thing even illegal? It's helping me, you know, and it can help people like me, uh, veterans and women. And uh, then I actually met an entrepreneur who became my business partner um, later on and uh, understood that this is a viable industry, you know, and obviously um, worth pursuing. And, and here we are. So how long are you in the Navy for? I did four years in the Navy. Four years. Excellent. What did you ask what you did in the Navy? Yeah. I, was I never in, served, so I apologize. Oh, no, no worries. I was uh, an aviation electronics technician. I worked with uh, fighter jets. Fighter jets. F-18s. Like F-18s. Yes. See, she worked with F-18s. I was busy, like, in law school. She's working. I wanted to be JAG. <laughs> I, I went to law school. I wanted to be JAG. My grades uh -huh. weren't good enough, so they said, you can't get in. So oh, I, never got to, I never got to serve. It's all good. You know, I actually worked for JAG when I left the Navy as a civilian. So Excellent, excellent. So F-18s, that's kind of cool. It was. It was dope. So I, I worked on the flight deck of the USS John C. Stannis. One of my bucket list dreams is to be on an aircraft carrier flight deck. It was an experience for sure. I you know I did two deployments on board an, F, an aircraft carrier. Is there is there a way that I can, like a guest thing that I can get that you know about? Oh, they actually, so when we come back from deployment... 
they have a week that is like family week. So they allow, so if you know somebody that it's on deployment and on their way back, they can have you as their guest. Um, when we actually go to Hawaii and then from Hawaii coming back to, uh, let's say San Diego. It's or, like a cruise ship, but doesn't have the pool. <laughs> I mean, you know what? Does have a pool? There is definitely no pool. However, <laughs> when we're deployed, sometimes they stop the ship for us idea. to jump overboard. But not for the civilians. Oh, wait, they, oh, let, they let you stop and swim? Yeah, they let they, we've done that. I did it a couple times. So you jump from like, not the top of the flight deck, but the hangar bay, which is a little bit lower. Yeah. You jump into the water stop. and then you swim back. Because the ship is not fully stopped. It's just moving really slowly for you to swim back, get back, swim back behind it, get back on. And then, it, uh, but you, you don't see that on Instagram. No, well, of course not. I do have some pictures of that really, happening. Really, are you like, okay, we won't talk about that anymore. <laughs> we don't want to get in any trouble here with the Navy. Let's talk about cannabis. I'm no longer <laughs> in the Navy, so. Yeah, I know. I know. This, this sounds like a, a great adventure. I want to jump off the aircraft carrier deck. Okay. In the middle of the Indian Ocean. In the middle of the, aren't, there's like sharks oh, out there. Are they pirates uh, too? There were, um, yeah, I mean, it's a super safe. Obviously, yes. we are in the military. There's people looking out, you know, to make sure that, that nothing happens to us. But is there a sniper for the sharks? Yes, there is. There really is? In the water, in on top of the ship. There's, <laughs> there is super, they take a lot of... I can see guys jumping off with their Glock because the Glock fires underwater. Yeah, you know, like swimming. trust me, there's, there's, there's divers in the water just on the lookout oh, for, to make sure we're safe. And to be honest with you, when I did jump, there was a huge turtle just literally chilling watching us. <sighs> And I'm talking about a turtle bigger than this table. That's fantastic. Ginormous. That's, that's probably my... It was an experience. That's for probably sure. my spirit turtle. 50 years old, probably. Pro maybe older. It was huge. It, All right. it was something. So we love your Navy experience. Thank you for your service. And this Thank was a you. good story. Appreciate so what, uh, in 2015, you started in cannabis as a patient, but your first business move in, in cannabis was... So, I, like I said, I met my business partner, and once I looked into the industry, saw that there was a market for it, that it was legal in California for medical purposes at that point. I met my business partner and I told him, I want to work with you. He was pursuing a, a, a cultivation license. Um, and once he told me what that was about, uh, we started working together. And uh, I know, see, there's people just walking. There's Bob Hoban over there. Yeah, ja she was waving at Jasmine. That's Jazz, yeah, Jazz. Jazz. That's my girl. I love her. Um, so go ahead. I was just saying, you know, I met him. I, I let him know that I was interested. Um, he told me he was raising capital. And once he told me, hey, I got funded. I can afford to have you in full time. Do you want to do it? Nice. I said, say less. That was on a Saturday. But my two weeks notice on Monday. And we've been rocking out ever since. And what did you start doing with him? What was your first? Kind of so like I started helping them with the licenses. So at that point, you know, I had my experience. I already had an MBA. I had experience in business. Oh, I you didn't mention that. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah I you... realized how little business experience I had when I got into the cannabis industry. So, so I, my family, I come from a family of entrepreneurs. So I had already helped my family start a business, um, non-cannabis. This yeah. is a, a business we have in uh, New Jersey called Palenque Provisions. We um, are a meat production and distribution company. Yeah. And I helped my family found that business right and so that's what i brought to the table i know business um i know licensing you know to get permits and things of that nature and 
he was in the market for that type of assistance. And next thing you know, we have a whole vertically integrated situation. You know, we're applying to licenses. We have cultivation, manufacturing. In California. In California, yes. Since correct. 2016. Correct. That's and, a long and at time that point. In You've seen a lot in so that market. So in 2016, in San Diego, um, had banned cultivation in cannabis operations. And so we, he was scratching his head and some, how do we do this legally? And so in 2016, he said, you know what? The tribes have their own laws. Let's go talk to them. And so we helped <laughs> them. Uh, there was a tribe in, in San Diego that was open-minded to it, you know, after us and him what year was 2016 yes 2016 you know we're talking to them we're letting them know these are the possibilities my business partner had put together what he calls the cannabis bible which is a book that he put together you know from seed to sell explaining um all the different aspects of cultivation process sops and, and what's so his we, name Dwayne Alexander. Thanks. So he's the CEO at uh, Prime Harvest Inc., where I serve as CMO. Excellent. Keep going. And so he, we brought that to the to the tribe, and the tribe was super interested. They allowed us to be the first cultivation on site, and boom, San Diego had banned cannabis operations, but we were doing it legally on at, at a tribal land. Are you allowed so. to say what tribe that was? Yeah, Santa Isabel. Santa Isabel. Just, just wanted to tell you how small this world is. You're talking about one of the few people who knows what the Wilkinson Memorandum is. Okay. You know, I mean, yes, that, I'm, I'm like that guy. So in 2013-14, when the Wilkinson Memorandum came out in 2014, that I was a tribal prosecutor in Arizona. Uh -huh. Everybody started asking me, all these people, and all these publicly traded companies and investors came to me and said, hey, we want to do tribal stuff in 2014, uh -huh. early 2015. Yep. And they were paying me to interest from all these tribal leaders, went to D.C., everywhere. So many of these cats were like full of crap yeah and uh, publicly traded companies that just wanted a press release and i actually toured the la, la posta you know the casino yeah there i toured that with their elders back in like 2014 wow and said hey you guys should turn this old casino which still had slot machines i don't know what it's doing now i passed by it but i haven't gone up there maybe they did turn it in one day but they said let's do it and then i went back to the guys that i was working with and they're like well would the tribe issue a press release uh-huh and i'm like no, 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 that's not. The, <laughs> these are not the right people to, to do, do business that, yeah. with. And that's when I kind of moved away from publicly traded companies, uh, Canadian publicly traded companies, oh, in like 2015, because yeah. yep. there's a lot of like press release crap, and I didn't like that. Yeah, a lot of fluff. Yeah, a lot of fluff. And nothing, not much to back it up. <laughs> and so, my friends in La Posa, I don't know what happened to you. I hope you turned that casino into a grow. It was a beautiful facility. Moving on. I'll tell you what, we did turn the casino into a grow. At, 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 <laughs> at, at, in the Santa Isabel travel land. Santa Isabel, yes. great. Well, yes. there you go. You see, there's people, she has an MBA, I don't. She's one of the swim with sharks, I'm not. Well, I'm not a grower, so it's not like I did that. I was just helping yes. with the ordinance, creating that part, and the, with the license and management of the compliance. Yeah, but that, so that's what I had. But, but, that, but those, that stuff is the, is the stuff that matters a lot. Oh, 100%. You know? You know. I mean, no disrespect away from cultivators, but there's a lot of regulatory stuff, a lot of paperwork needs to be I's dotted, T's crossed, and that's how Absolutely. you get a business going. So where are you guys at now? So right now, we just got approved to raise capital under Reg A, so, um, which means that our company is expanding. So we have operations in San Diego. We have a, um, our Jack's Cannabis retail and delivery. Um, we deliver all throughout San Diego County. Our, head, our um, 
Brick and Mortar is in Ramona. Um, proudly served. Shout out to the city of Ramona for supporting us since 2017. And um, so we just got another license uh, closer to central San Diego in the City Heights area. Um, so we're looking to have that open towards the, the end of the year. We also have a, a, a license for retail in the city of La Mesa in San Diego. Um, most recently took over manufacturing distribution in Miramar in San Diego as well. So we're expanding and with this uh, Reg A, um, the Securities and Exchange Commission. That's Regulation A. Regulation A. Not yeah. Reg A. <laughs> Not the music genre, but Regulation A+. So we received our qualification and it allows us to raise capital from accredited and non-accredited investors, which means that anyone can invest in our business and be a part of it in exchange for equity. So. Nice. Well, you're just, you're just rocking and rolling. Yeah, we are. You know, and that's what it's all about. Um, I, I have a lot of pride in how creative my team is in finding ways to circumvent the challenges that the cannabis industry throws our way. So you guys are, 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 are manufacturing in Southern California and San Diego. Yeah. Retailing in San Diego. Yeah. Cultivating in the San Diego area. Mm -hmm. You're distributing throughout California. So we're distributing right now just uh, in our own uh, facilities. So we're packaging, we're buying uh, in bulk directly from the, from the farms and packaging our own in-house flour and making edibles out of our, 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 out of our manufacturing. Are you using so, Pure 5 extraction machines? No. <laughs> he, he owns Pure 5. Oh, Best extraction machines out our, there. We had our side conversation. We're definitely, we'll be connecting oh, offline. Yeah. No, he's a doctor. He's like a we, scientist. How we can work together. Yeah, yeah for and, sure. And he brings that European know-how to extraction machines. And then the, the, the science knowledge, the entire cannabis industry. And I was telling him that I've seen the product uh, from... A friend of mine actually yeah. introduced me to the to the vape cartridge that he has. Yeah, so. he brings like intellectual scientific credibility to my comic relief. Oh. So if, <laughs> if, if, I, if, if I say anything that's like intellectually wrong, he, he just, he'll, he'll give you the look. <laughs> he'll, he'll say, he'll say, nah, you're wrong. Good no. to know, good to know. Right. So what else where can people, so people right now, in order to find you or to, to work with your cultivation, your products and stuff, it's all Southern California. Yes, it is. Are you planning any statewide brands, national brands, extraction type. I mean, the mix. point of, of the Reg A capital raise is to support our expansion through the state of California. So not only are we um, looking to get all these licensed assets online and operational, we're also building an application to pretty much connect the dots, um, to expand with these licensed assets throughout the state of California. And, um, open up to statewide delivery, creating different hubs in, in specific and strategic locations um, and tying that up. So your business model is delivery, statewide hubs throughout Correct. California. and distribution. And distribution. Okay, so you guys aren't gonna manufacture or push any certain flour, that kind of I stuff? I mean, uh, it, it is a play um, yeah. because with the I distribution license and then in the manufacturing, being able to package our own flour um, and also uh, as we invite brand partners to be a part of our retail and, and have their products on our shelves, then we also can provide other services to them. So, you know, we're, we're just trying to be 
vertically integrated um, with the Weed for the People, which is our campaign to raise the capital. So anybody, please check out weedforthepeople.com. Weedforthepeople.com. Yes. Weedforthepeople.com. Weed, <laughs> the number four, thepeople.com. And there you'll see our, our plan um, and all the stipulations for the reggae and what we've done, the growth. Uh, we have sections uh, uh, illustrating the growth that we've done since 2017 when we started Jack's Cannabis, which is our retail brand. Um, and then what the plan is for the future. Uh, I, I have my particular opinions about about your business model, and I think there's some real success that can come from what you guys are doing. You, you, have, you, you kind of heard what they're doing in California. Is there is there anything that you think? I, I just I just hear one thing that I want to point out. Yeah. What do you sure. think about their business model and what they're doing? I think that's good. Um, just getting everything into the correct structure and multiplying it that's that's simply correct um, the other thing that i would push more is brands yeah. with uh literally um innovation that people can the value that you bring to people absolutely so that can help a lot and you know the whole point of weed for the people is that so um you know that the problem in cannabis access to capital is huge so with Weed for the People, it's an investment investment platform. So now we have this qualification from the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission that allows us to raise capital. It can be from accredited investors. It can be from non-accredited. So now when we build partnerships, we roll that into our deal and we're able to raise capital for specific uh, partnerships, specific uh, situations that we put together. And... You know, it's a win-win situation for the partner that we bring in and for ourselves and then the investors themselves, um, especially when you're investing in real people. Because, you know, we can all say we have these licenses, we have this, but obviously you're investing in us. Like yeah. my CEO and his experience, he has 30 years of experience in cannabis cultivation, consumer behavior. Um, he's owned dispensaries from Prop 215. We have been operating since Prop 215. Cross to Prop 64, and I'm still here. And I don't know if you you probably do know, but San Diego is one of the most conservative markets um, in California. Number one, our dispensary specifically, you know who our authority, our regulator is the sheriff's department. Oh, okay. And they do... Um, San Diego County Sheriff. Yeah, San Diego County Sheriff's Department. Every quarter, um, they do audits um, on our business, on our financials. And so... Because of that, blessing in disguise, we were able to have audited financials in, that we were able to show to the Securities Exchange, and because of that, um, that helped us to get our qualification. Oh, audited so, financials are everything. I mean, for for this particular um, situation, yeah. it's a requirement. And for cannabis, yep. you know, it's it's tough to get through through that. That's um, good. And, and like I said, the blessing in disguise is that we had audits from our police literally and figuratively and having that tied up was able to help us um in in getting this qualification which you know not many cannabis companies can get through through, through that only a handful in quite frankly not all of them or we are the first one that's women-led and a women-led operation and black-owned. What and, and that's fantastic. What was the lawyer or the people who helped you, the lobby, the consulting yeah, group? Yeah, so um, Lin Leonard, uh, they're out of New York. Tell them to call me. 
I'll give him a lot of business. Oh, they are awesome. You know, this this has been this is not something that happened out of nowhere. This was a three and a half year process for our business, um, and not because. Because this cannabis, we you should know. meet this guy and uh, Leonard. What's her name? Leonard, what's it? What's the so friend's name? Guy, guy. Uh, well, I'm not gonna put all his business out there. Right. Um, but Guy Lander is our uh, securities attorney. Okay, yeah, we should. Uh, Carter meet. and Leonard is the the law firm. Awesome, awesome. Sounds like a guy. And they're that out should, of New York. Sounds like a, it's like a guy I should have lunch with. Yeah, guy is the guy. <laughs> I, and 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 I love your business model. I'm particularly fond of the delivery aspect. I yeah. like the hub thing. I see the vision there. I don't really care about vertical integration. There's a big debate in the cannabis industry how right. important that is. It's tough. It's tough to do it. Uh, there's people that are great extractors. George is a great extractor. He's a scientist. There's people that are great cultivators. There's people that are great at public relations. I'm a great public relations guy. Mm -hmm. There's people that are great at retail. There's people that are great at developing brands. There's people that are great at different, different talents. Right. And sometimes it comes about where you have the right leader who can, you know, create all those silos and make everything perfect and rock and roll with every single one. But to get them all right, is really, really complicated. It is. So if you fall, Absolutely. If, if you focus on your particular thing, like this, this hub delivery thing, uh, it's like, to me, I'm like, I'm like looking at the thinking about that. And I'm thinking that's going to freaking kill it. But more brands want to be associated with you guys. Right. You know, so if you have your own brand, that's just competition as well. And you're, you know, what are your, if they feel as if you're, pushing one your brand over their oh, yeah. brand and stuff so like being like you see what i'm saying that i mean but if you look we're real retail oriented yeah. right and we know the consumer doesn't just want one brand right i mean obviously it, it it's even good to create competition within the brands inside just to create demand um so i think there there's a strategy there yeah. and and we don't cultivate right now we don't have a cultivation license right we buy directly from the farm but we package at in our manufacturing facility and then distribute to to our operations to our retail operations and our delivery service uh, it's just opinion I, I see great success in your delivery model i think that's the future i'm a big fan i of, think so too i see I mean, i'm a big fan of delivery direct to consumer manufacturer consumer the easiest, the quickest possible, the Amazon yep. models. Hopefully, the we're gonna get to that. The ice cream truck model. Oh, I keep moving out of the photo thing. I'm just saying. Well, she's not like get a closer to me. She's like out of Glock scared? in there or something, you know? No, we're we're in Florida. We're a gun freeze on the now. But she's dangerous. I'm just kidding. Um, uh, yeah, no, th this has been fantastic. I, I love meeting you, and people yeah, should reach you. out to you. I appreciate uh, you. How do they get in touch with you? Yeah, I mean, you can follow me on LinkedIn, JM Balbuena. You can buy my book, The Successful Canapreneur, which is now available in Spanish. A can emprender exitosamente. Así que, para mi gente que habla en español, por favor, chequen en Amazon para que compren el libro. She just throws and, that out there in Spanish. Well, you know, I'm from the Dominican. No, I know. It's my oh, first language. So I had to do that for my Spanish speaking people that also should get access to this information, you know? And so. Uh, on Instagram, underscore JM Balbuena, wheatforthepeople.com is the platform to check out our, our business offering um, to invest. And Prime Harvest Inc. is uh, the company I'm a CMO at, and so primeharvestinc.com. George, any closing thoughts? I mean, she's, I mean, well, I'm, just, I'm just blown away. You're speechless. I'm, yeah, I'm speechless too. It's just uh, certainly we, we're going to talk a lot uh, and I admire what they're doing since 2016. That's the race of cannabis anyway. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, we've seen a lot and they've been a lot and they're still out there selling great products. 
Absolutely. But one thing I always do is I connect people your Spanish-speaking talents and your knowledge. You already know I'll be there. My friend Lorena is doing this. Have you met her? I know. Oh, you know Jasmine. Jasmine. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Jasmine like, already put me on. You can so. tell him I was hyping their conference. Cannabis. I'll let them know. Any Spanish-speaking individual in the cannabis industry should be here. Absolutely. Period. The knowledge that you're going to acquire and the growth in Latin America and, and Mexico. Yeah. And networking is an opportunity for you. So if you can read, write, and speak Spanish and are interested in cannabis, get to Cannabis Salute. This has been another episode of Mita Unshackled, and thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Very much, Joanna. Joanne? Balbuena. Balbuena. Boom, you got it. Love it. it. Gracias. <laughs> Gracias.